This is a moment in Jewish history. Recently, I went to the tomb of Rachel, just outside Bethlehem. This ancient site is the burial place of the biblical matriarch Rachel. Once, I made the mistake of thinking I could walk there. Walking down Bethlehem Road in Jerusalem, you shift over to Derech Hebron, Hebron Road, which is parallel and bigger and goes all the way to Bethlehem and then on to Hebron. But when I reached the checkpoint, the guards told me one cannot continue on foot but can only go by bus or car. This time I came by car. It was evening, and many people were there for the memorial of Moses on the date that he passed away. Many come to pray at the tomb of Rachel on such auspicious dates, holidays, and special occasions. In addition to coffee and tea, a table was set up outside with a large pot of cholent and distributed freely to whomever came. You may have seen the old photos and paintings of the domed building with the stone pillars at the entrance. As I stood in the inner entrance touching one of these stone pillars, I realized this was the original one depicted in countless paintings. Our ancestors very well could have sipped coffee and tea and recited the same Hebrew prayers at this same location but they probably did not have indoor plumbing or electricity, as the modern facility now does. The tomb of Rachel, called in Hebrew Kever Rachel, has been a pilgrimage site for a long time. We have writings dating back to the Middle Ages of Jewish people visiting there for prayers and supplications. It used to be a tradition to inscribe one's name on the wall, and writers have described seeing thousands of Hebrew names from the visitors over the years. Many traditions developed regarding fertility and childbirth in the merit of Rachel Imenu, Rachel our mother. One tradition was that of taking the key to the gate of Rachel's tomb and placing it under the pillow of a woman having difficult labor. One of these women who identified with the matriarch Rachel was Lady Judith Montefiore, a philanthropist from England. She accompanied her husband, the successful businessman Sir Moses Montefiore, on his travels to various Jewish communities. He credited her with his successes and achievements, and she joined him in all his charitable work. Lady Montefiore suffered from ill health, and she and her husband were never able to have children. Despite her frequent bouts of sickness, she insisted on carrying out a heavy schedule of charitable work and travel. This included multiple trips to the land of Israel, the first of which was in 1827. The following is her description of visiting Rachel's tomb. At six o'clock, we took a parting view of Zion, Mount Moriah, and the numberless objects which our religion has consecrated as monuments of glory past, indeed as to its visible splendor, but ever bright and present to the hearts of the children of Israel. The road was rocky, but fig, olive, and mulberry trees adorned many of the hills, and the declivities were covered with a gay harvest of the most beautiful wildflowers. After an hour's ride, we came to Rachel's tomb, which stands in a valley on the right, near to which is a well, at present without water. We dismounted to view this most interesting monument of sacred history. It is formed of four square walls, with Gothic arches bricked up, and is covered by a domed roof. On entering, I was deeply impressed with a feeling of awe and respect, standing as I thus did in the sepulchre of a mother in Israel. 
The walls of the interior are covered with the names and phrases chiefly in Hebrew and other Eastern characters, but some few English are to be found among them, and to these I added the names of Montefiore and myself. The country here is extremely rich in vineyards, and the hills are clothed with olive trees, pomegranates, figs, tamarinds, and apricots. How greatly should I enjoy having a house in this extensive plain, where our tents are now pitched, and where I could linger as long as I chose, contemplating the sublime mountain scenery, wandering amid the monuments of the founders and teachers of our nation. The great earthquake in 1837 greatly damaged Rachel's tomb. It took the lives of many, particularly in Sfat. I discussed this natural disaster in a previous podcast, which you can listen to on benbreski.substack.com. The Montefiores were greatly concerned over the loss of life and property from the earthquake. Two years after, they returned to the land of Israel, and Sir Moses Montefiore wrote the following in his journals. With feelings of deep regret, we left the Mount of Olives for Hebron, and after three hours' journey, reached Rachel's tomb. Seeing that it was greatly out of repair and going fast to ruin, Lady Montefiore gave directions for an estimate for its restoration to be made. In 1841, the Montefiores renovated the tomb of Rachel. They reinforced the dome and created a covered courtyard with stone pillars at the entrance. This is the now classic image of Rachel's tomb as depicted on so many works of art and where I stood just a week or two ago. When Lady Judith Montefiore passed away, her husband created a stone mausoleum replica of Rachel's tomb at Ramsgate, Kent in England. Lady Judith is also credited with writing the first kosher cookbook in English. Published in 1846, it was called The Jewish Manual, Practical Information in Jewish and Modern Cookery with a Collection of Valuable Recipes and Hints Related to the Toilet. The editor of the book was listed only as a lady, but it is generally assumed to be Lady Montefiore. One recipe is for what is called Palestine soup and features Jerusalem artichokes. Another section advises avoiding using too much ketchup or soy sauce. The final chapter is devoted to hygiene, skin care, and other tips, although it states a woman's intelligence is her true source of beauty. The Zohar states that when the final redemption comes, Rachel shall weep no more, and the Mashiach will pass by Rachel's tomb past Bethlehem Road to bring her comfort. Speaking of Bethlehem Road, almost every side street is named for one of the twelve tribes, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and so on, and almost in order. As it states in the Bible, Rachel passed away on the road to Bethlehem and was buried there and not in Hebron at the cave of the patriarchs and matriarchs, as was her sister Leah and her husband Jacob. But she took one for the team and gave up her spot at the entrance to the Garden of Eden to stand and watch at the outskirts of Bethlehem, watching and waiting for her children to return to their borders. In recent years, several new streets off Bethlehem Road have been created for the new apartment complexes built there. One is Dina Street, named for the daughter of Jacob. And finally, one of the twelve tribes that was missing for so many years has become Benjamin Street. 
So after decades, someone in the Jerusalem Municipality Zoning Department decided that all the children of Israel shall return to their borders and get a street named after them. This has been a moment in Jewish history. My name is Ben Bresky, and for past shows, you can visit benbresky.substack.com. Thank you to all the listeners, and Shalom.